You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just Ask. Gofynnwch. Just Ask. Right, so welcome back to the hashtag Just Ask podcast. I'm your host, James Ledger, and today's episode is a special edition feature. I'm going to be speaking to all the incredible winners from our recent DSW Virtual Awards. So, without further ado, let me welcome our first guest, Darren Carew, Disability Rugby Coordinator for the Welsh Rugby Union, who took home the award for the In-Sport Organisation of the Year. Hi Darren, how's it going? Uh, really good. Uh, thanks for the fantastic intro. I'm sure it'll all be downhill from here, James. No, really pleased, mate. You know, like, um, what a culmination of um, five years of hard work, I would say. Absolutely. And no, known you personally and, and seen what you do as an organisation, it, it's it's so well deserved. How does it actually feel? Or, you know, when you when you seen that WIU Welsh Rugby Union up in lights, how did it feel? I was quite shocked, if I'm honest, um, because, you know, like uh, I talk a lot about how we can change perceptions, you know, when the biggest perception really to change is, is the perceptions around rugby within the disability sport community. So to be accepted and recognised in that way by the disability sports community, is it, it was huge. It, it, it knocked me off my feet, if I'm honest, mate. That's awesome. And I know you're well on your way, actually, to to working towards uh, InSport Gold Award, aren't you, as, as an organisation, which is fantastic. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that and how that's been for you? Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I suppose InSport really gives us a lot of focus. Um, you know, there's a huge amount of value, you know, especially for us as a national governing body. You know, we can look at what our next step are to becoming a completely inclusive organisation. So it really does give us that focus and drive. I, I, I found it a great tool to support me. And I know a lot of our clubs have been working very hard to, you know, make the most of, um, of being sport as well. And a very challenging time in the moment, Darren. I guess there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, a bit of normality coming soon. But how's it been kind of switching to the, we were just speaking about it offline, but the kind of like the virtual life uh, from the WIU's point of view? Well, you know, like, uh, I can't, I can't speak particularly for the WIU, um, you know what I mean? Like, a, 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 we're, we're such a organisation with a, a massive range of um, fantastic people there. But, you know, for myself, as somebody who's used to being sort of boots on the ground and delivering, putting smiles on faces, I found it extremely tough. Um, but again, you've, you've, you've got to adapt just like anyone and be agile, you know, and, you know, we developed a series of Jersey for All sessions, you know, when it was very strange going from talking to a group of children, teens or adults with disabilities to speaking to a camera or a drone at some stages. Um, you know, but again, it's about reaching your audience. It's about putting smiles on faces, even if you can't see them yourself. Absolutely. And yeah, it must be strange, definitely for you guys, because, you know, I'm so used to seeing you not just at events like the InSport series, <laughs> but I've seen you there many years gone by, you know, stripping with sweat because you're just absolutely <laughs> constant, aren't you, on that station. And it, the the smiles on people's faces, it, it, it's just an absolute picture, isn't it? It, it? It's what it's all about for me, um, personally. You know, 
it's what's always driven me is um, making a difference, putting smiles on faces. About using, uh, you know, the the format, you know, like the, the game of rugby as as a vehicle to you know to really um, build resilience in, in in our participants, our players, you know, and to build self confidence and to give them something fun and in you know something they really enjoy, you know. So like yeah, it's well like that. The last um, twelve months or so, you know, it's been. All of the hard work, so all of the planning and developing stuff without the sort of payoffs from my perspective of being able to see smiles on faces. So I'm rearing to get back at it. I bet, mate. I bet. And there's going to be lots of happy faces when you do come back. And I know speaking to Gareth Davis from the VI Cardiff Blues rugby team, mm. there's so much going on actually in rugby at the minute, isn't there? There's, there's so much adaptability and so much to offer, isn't there? Yeah, and you know, I I spoke about uh, you know like changing perception uh, perceptions, and you know like we we recently added um, VI rugby or visually impaired rugby to um, our sort of one of our pillars of our disability rugby landscape, and you know it, it's great now we that one team was established in Cardiff, and you know fair play to you know Cardiff Blues Community Foundation they've done a fantastic job in supporting that, but to be honest. You know, the way we've been able to develop, if I look back to when I first started and the strategy went live in 2017, we had three mixed ability teams, two wheelchair rugby teams, you know, there were no inclusive community clubs and there was one disability Six Nations event held at Astrid Manach. You know, you, you fast forward to 2020, I won't count this 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 year as such because of, you know, the pandemic, but, you know, we've got eight teams um, in mixed ability rugby, there's four wheelchair rugby teams, going to be five, um, you know, seven inclusive community clubs. And, and there's a disability six nations in every single region every year for these kids to look forward to, you know. So there's there's been a massive amount of work done through the rugby family to, to show we're inclusive, you know, and to provide opportunities for people that just haven't had those opportunities. It absolutely highlights that sport is for all, isn't it? No matter what discipline yeah. you are, and a sport like rugby, you can do it no matter what your disability. And that, that's what it's all about, as you said, isn't it? It's incredible. So, as I said, coming out a little bit of of normality now. What is next for the for you and the WIU, and what's going forwards going into twenty twenty one? Well, you know, just just like for anyone, really, it's a it's been an extremely complicated year, and when I've looked at like how I'm navigating uh, this year in making sure that our strategy continues to go forward. You know, I've got to look at current the current situation that we're in the here and now, you know, so you, you spoke a little bit about the online content and how important that was. But then there's the transition back into rugby and how we get everyone back safely um, playing the sport that they love. And then later this year as well, our community strategy comes in as well, where you know, I can't give too much away, but some really exciting things are going to come out of that. So for me, it's um, it's 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 quite a complex year with with all of those different changes. But really, really exciting, James. I can't give it away. <laughs> Amazing, though. Watch your space then. I can't wait to hear about it. Awesome. So Darren, you're an absolute legend, mate, and and <laughs> you're absolutely an inspiration to me, and I know many others, and you and and your fantastic team that that's with you as well. So. No, a huge congratulations to you and the, and the entire team on winning the InSport Organisation of the Year Award. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm definitely sure I'll, I'll catch you soon. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, mate. And now, next up, 
is this year's Emerging Athlete of the Year, Darren Allen Dyer. Firstly, a massive congratulations on the awards. How does it feel to win it? Um, it felt quite surreal to win it. And honestly, I, I knew that the award ceremony was coming up, but I didn't know when. So I just kind of went over with my sisters because we we're in a bubble. And she was like, oh, by the way, the, the assembly's up there. I was like, wait, what? Hi? Hello? And then I won it and my entire, because it was only me, my mum, my sister, my dad, and we all just went silent. I looked over and my dad was starting to tear up. It felt a bit, it was very surreal when I say that. And it was the day before my birthday, my 16th, so really nice birthday present. Definitely a nice birthday present and a happy birthday. Thank you. Wow. Oh, amazing. So, well, I guess there's another award to add to the, to the collection, I guess, you, you know, from a very short career so so far, because you're so young, you've you've had a huge amount of success already, haven't you? Um yeah, I've done um a lot of charity work from a very young age, which has led me to get um awards such as like the British Sports Award. Two years in a row, I think I had that. I had that when I was in like year seven and year eight. I think those are my two biggest, like earliest ones. You're doing so much on the map, but also off the map, which is absolutely amazing to see. And you're definitely going to be inspiring a, a lot of people there. What has been your, I guess, what's been your sporting highlight so far of your career, would you say? Attending the Commonwealth Tournament in 2019 was probably my biggest highlight, I guess. But I also did attend the German Open back in, also 2019, I believe. And I had gold in the Commonwealth in the senior category. Wow. Very impressive. Remind me not to mess with you as well. It's very impressive. <laughs> awesome. And I know, I think, you know, we're in very tough times at the minute and, and things are slowly coming back to normality. But but how has training been going in lockdown? Um, for a while before we went into the latest lockdown, I was going rock climbing to try and get obviously my upper body strength going a bit more and get my flexibility and uh, stamina back up. But during lockdown, it's mainly just been walks, maybe a couple of jogs and some circuits around the house. Absolutely, just staying active. No, that's, I think that's that's a great things to be doing. So you know when things start, uh, I guess open up slowly you, you'll be ready and, and fit and raring to go are you looking forward to getting back on the mat oh yeah definitely I I do miss um being on the mat and being able to like not only uh train but also show the because I sometimes coach as well I like to show the younger generation how I what my style of judo is because everyone has specific moves that they do that they are like patterned after and stuff like that and I really do like showing the younger generation how I do my judo. Absolutely. And and with your disability, it's it's finding a way that, that suits best you, isn't it? And, and how you uh, adapt to, to the sport you play. It's it, it's an incredible to see. And, you know, you really are a true inspiration on the mat. But as, as we've heard, you're also an inspiration off the mat as well. So uh, once again, a, a huge congratulation on on winning the awards and emerging athlete and you definitely have a bright future ahead and and we're all supporting you at disability foot wales and in wales so congratulations and uh, thanks for joining us up next will bishop
Will won the Inspiring My Journey Award and paid tribute to a select few of amazing people who have helped him already on his sporting journey. Firstly, mate, a massive congratulations on winning the award. How does it feel? I mean, it feels great. Like, we really weren't expecting it. It's, it's actually really nice to be recognised. And one of my favourite things about this award is that I can also recognise the people who have helped me so much through my journey so far. So it's really good. Absolutely. And you mentioned there, you know, I, I've read your application. I've seen the video. You list some incredibly inspiring people in the video. Is there anything you would like to say to them, people who have inspired your journey so far? Well, just a massive thank you, to be honest, because I wouldn't be here without them. Like all my coaches, my parents, everyone. I'm just really glad that I've been able to thank them in this way. That's amazing, mate. And, you know, you've got a very promising, bright future ahead of you. So my next question for you, Will, is what is next for Will Bishop? Well, only time will tell, to be honest. I'm just going to carry on training hard. And obviously the end goal, the ambition is to win a gold at the Paralympic Games. So I'll do everything I can to get there. Amazing. And how has tra- I know it's been very uncertain times and very, I guess, different times in a minute, but... But how has training been going? And I know you've been attending the virtual uh, performance pathway hub sessions. How's that been going? They've been good. They've been good. For me personally, adjusting to online has been really difficult. Although I've had a really good support system around me. My parents have been parents have been great. I'm um, lucky enough to be able to have quite a lot of room around my house and some good equipment to do some home workouts. So it's just trying my best to remain fit and strong and then looking forward to get back in get back into normal training amazing and as i said a very exciting future for you well so again a huge congratulations for your awards you definitely want to watch out for the future and i'm really personally excited to see what you will achieve so well done once again and thank you for joining me on the just ask podcast thank you very much thank you very much for having me our next award is always a tough category to judge but this year's athlete of the year award went to recent European Championships silver medalist, Benjamin Pritchard. Hi, Ben. You must be chuffed with your recent success. How's it going? Yeah, doing really well. Thank you, Jamesy. So, Ben, what an award to win. How does it, how does it feel, mate? How does it feel to win this award? Uh, do you know what? I think I'm still in shock because, obviously, I was out in Italy when, when the awards night was happening. And um, I remember getting the email through a while back saying like you know this is going to be on on the 9th of april can you make it and i had to reply straight back and say oh sorry but the europeans not sure if i can make it and sam lloyd uh, was like i think you should try and make it and i was like yeah if i can i will you know like but i'm not sure i'm going to win it because you know i was up against some really good competitors and and anyway i managed to get get on and watch it and then you know i was enjoying watching the footage and i was like oh gosh you know i actually thought key was going to win it you know i thought kyra and duke deserved to win it and I was getting ready to you know smile and clap and congratulate him and then all of a sudden my name flashed up on the screen and I was like what in a hotel room in Varese isolated away from my squad members and I was just like on the whatsapp straight away I won it you know um yeah just a huge huge honor and very humbled to sort of be nominated in the first place and then you know obviously really grateful to actually win the award incredible mate no there's definitely some incredible athletes on that list and it's very deserved mate because 
you've had a few a few big years the last couple of years, you know, world records, national records, major championships. Has there been a highlight so far? Yeah, I think, do you know what, I think the second uh, at the Europeans just gone kind of was my highlight because this year has been the hardest year of all my four years since my accident. You know, I had an operation in November, then had COVID over Christmas. Um, what a great Christmas present, right? Um, and then had to kind of bounce back and I didn't quite know where I was and I was starting to lose confidence in my body, you know, and as an athlete, that's the worst thing that can happen because our body is our job, isn't it? You know, we, we have to trust that our body will do what we want it to do when we want it to do it. And um, I kind of felt like I was falling behind the rest of my training partners and we got out to Italy and obviously against the world stage and I managed to get a silver medal. So it's just, yeah, you know, trust the process, I guess, is all I'm trying to say there is trust your coaches and trust those around you because they know what they're doing. Absolutely. And I guess that's kind of set you up very well. And, and again, a huge congratulations on that, on that medal, mate. It's, 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 it's massive and I guess sets you up nicely for uh, a pretty big year, I think. You know, how is, how is the preparations going for Tokyo yeah. 2021? No rest for the wicked, you know this. You know, we, we flew back two hours after my final. So we, I raced and then we were in the airport within two hours and flown back and we had Monday, you know, Monday is a recovery day, but straight back into training on Tuesday. So we're now in like a big, heavy winter training block, which seems odd given that we're in April, but we're trying to like build some vol volume again because now we've got four and a half months till we race again. Um, so we've got like some time to build a bit more extra fitness and then we can try and really implode that speed stuff later in the year. So yeah, you know, it's, it's quite nice. It's going to be a season of two halves, I think, and I'm quite looking forward to getting some consistent training under my belt, hopefully, um, going forward. Very exciting times, mate. Very, I can imagine yeah. there's a few uh, testing sessions in there that's going to uh, get that lactic flow in, I bet. <laughs> yeah, so some long ones. We had, did an 80-minute biathlon today, and that was uh, that was pretty tough after the travelling. But, uh, you know, I, th I find those tough sessions are where you as a squad come together. You know, I train... With, with the other power boats and the Olympic squad as well. And I think those really hard sessions are where you kind of get that team ethos and that team spirit. So it's quite nice to do. Amazing. And, uh, you know, silver medal already this year. I mean, what is the expectations for this year, mate? Uh, so when I came into the year, I kind of wanted a medal at the Tokyo Paralympics, you know, any colour. Um, and I think this silver medal has kind of affirmed that, you know, I think when I came into the start of the year, I kind of just said that and put it down on a bit of paper as a, yeah, I, I think I can make the jump to get a medal, you know, um, having come fourth in 2019. And, you know, getting a silver medal, it's put that fire in me that I, I'm not going to come away from Tokyo without a medal. Um, and so I'm just going to do everything I can to get that now and work hard and focus and try and try and change it to a gold. But if it's a silver in Tokyo, it's a silver in Tokyo. Well, mate, well... No, firstly, again, a huge congratulations for the award and, and a huge good luck to for the Games this year and everything you will, will you go on to do. We're all behind you. We're all going to be pushing that boat along spiritually. <laughs> but uh, no, I wish you all the luck and um, hopefully speak to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and uh, catch you soon and good luck. No problem. Thanks for having me and good luck on the 1st of May. Now, I know our final guest has had an incredible impact on so many people's journeys through sport.
He is one of Wales's Paralympic sporting greats and heroes. And it's an absolute honour for me to be able to interview him. He is the winner of the Jim Monkley Lifetime Achievement Award, John Harris. Firstly, John, a huge congratulations on winning the award. It's absolutely deserved. How does it feel to win the award? It was, um, to be honest, it was, it was really humbling and obviously a, a fantastic honour without a shadow of a doubt, you know, because it's kind of your peers that, that give you this, this award. And it's, uh, funny enough, it meant a huge amount to me, you know, and um, very, very emotional. I have to say that, very emotional. Amazing. And, you know, it just showcases, you know, what you've done for kind of para sports, not only as a career, you know, five Paralympic Games, absolutely incredible number. And, you know, you've done so much for so many people off the track or off the field of play as well, haven't you? It's, it's been a career, it's quite a journey, hasn't it? It's, it has been a fantastic journey, but whilst you're on that journey, you, you're you not thinking about those sort of things. You, you're just thinking about, about your next competition or your training, you know, and and those things about helping people and, and some of the things we uh, are done, you know, friends, uh, Chris Hallam, when we did a couple of pushes around Wales, I've done a few charity events and uh, it's been really, really enjoyable. And the reason I did them was because I think I had such a fantastic time myself and I just wanted to give other people the opportunity to have the same amount of fun as I had whilst I was doing it. Do you, do you, well, I know you understand where I'm coming from because you're an athlete yourself anyway, so so you understand exactly. That journey's incredible, and, and you can tell you've been so seen so much and done so much. And I guess my question to you, John, is what does sport mean to you? Oh, James, it was my absolute life for a long, long time, my absolute life. And I... I can remember when I first started competing up at Stoke Mandeville at the national games and, and the international games, more probably more so than the nationals, when we saw these people coming from abroad and winning these medals and you saw some Olympians and things like that. And I thought, I want to be one of those. I want to be an Olympian. Like, you know, I want, I want to compete in the Olympics and I want to win a medal. Absolutely incredible to hear. And, you know, I think a lot of people will will feel them emotions and them feelings that you're talking about, John, is absolutely incredible. And what would your advice be for people, regardless of age, regardless of disability, who may be sitting on the fence to, to take up sport? What would you say to them people? Well, the thing is, if, if they don't, don't ever look back on your life and think, I wish I'd have done that. It's better to have a go and not succeed the big failure is not having a go but try it and try so many there's so much you can try I'll, I'll bet you your journey wasn't just just running I bet you've tried a uh, tried a bit of everything I've tried so much over the years and then I just found that uh, the discus throwing just came to me naturally and it but it took uh, quite a few different sports I played a lot of te table tennis I was in the gym a lot. I, I, I did a lot of gym work and I tried other things, you know, but that was the one thing that I found. Uh, it just seemed natural to me. But yeah, just get out there and enjoy it. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? 
it doesn't work out. Is that a is that a massive thing? But if you don't do it, then you'll never know, will you? That's what I say. Incredible words, definitely, definitely. And I guess you know it goes out of saying maybe a final mention of you know the award. Any words, final words about Jim Monthly? Ah, oh, Monkey. Uh, Monkey and myself, we went back many, many years. And I tell you, Jim was, he was chairman of our association and we had a few up and down, a few ding-dongs. And, but he ran that club. It was like a military, a military exercise. He ran it. But what a fantastic, unbelievable professional Jim Monkey was. His wife, Christine, was absolutely phenomenal and instrumental in enabling Jim to achieve what he mm. achieved as well. Sometimes we forget about the people that help us on our way. We just see Jim Monkley winning the medals or Jim Monkley doing this. We forget what Christine did and what yeah. she did in the background was amazing, James. Amazing lady. I think you really do a, kind of epitomise what, what Disability Sport Wales is about, you know, DSW have kind of adopted the ethos to, to inspire and influence. And, and you, John, you really, well, you're both inspirational and influential. And I mean, I thank you for what you've done for, for disability sport, not just in Wales, but in all over the world. And you really do deserve this uh, Jim Monkey Lifetime Achievement Award. So a huge congratulations. It's been an absolute privilege and honour to to interview you, and uh, well done. And uh, I hope to hope to catch up with you soon. Congratulations. Hey, you've given me a couple of goosebumps on the back of my head again. Thank you very much, for that, James. I said I really appreciate, it. and especially when it comes from a fellow athlete, it means uh, it means huge amounts. Then you know when a fellow athlete can uh, give you that kind of uh, tribute, and I re honestly, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed.